I started the book. <laughs> Bro, you did, sold that thing. Did it, did it catch your imagination right out of the chute? You sold that thing. I, it doesn't need selling, really. It, it's But that's it's what amazing. sold it. Yeah. This is even more of a sell. Yeah. It, you'll you'll yeah. like it. I'm and not, we went to break and you immediately like, yeah, it's... Dude lived a life. And you're not... You're not a pusher when it comes to that stuff. Well, I know so. what's good. I don't need to convince anybody else. I already know what's good. <laughs> it's different than that guy who did the um, the Catch Me If You Can, like the um, Abignail guy who apparently lied about everything. Yeah, most of that turns out not to have happened. Which happened. I honestly <laughs> don't really care because great this, movie. the movie is still great. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I would like to suspend reality and maybe part of it isn't the truth, but I also don't care if it's the truth or not. Mm. It's still a good movie. Do you guys have one of those actors that, and, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is DiCaprio is the guy for me, mm-hmm. where... For reasons that make no sense, I can't even tell you why. Yeah. I had decided I didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Mm. Okay, I just I don't like that guy because they are fantastic still, movies. Still to no. Okay, and then I, I don't know what it was, but somehow Susan and I ended up watching Blood Diamond. Okay, okay, great movie. Great movie. And I'm like, yeah, he was really good in that. Maybe Very was, heavy maybe, graphic, maybe, the whole thing. But maybe I really should good. try another one. He's awesome. Yeah, I know. He's good. A Wolf in, of Wall Street. He's good in everything. Yes. It was just, it was one of those things like you're an idiot for denying yourself well, an incredible performer. Do you have one of those guys that you didn't like? Someone, like? That was wrong. I don't know if I have someone off the top of my head, but sometimes I think we paint our own picture of like, why does everyone keep talking about this guy? <laughs> exactly. Why is he so great? Why is it, it's almost, if, if we use actually an athlete as an example, there's certain athletes we don't like, or there's certain athletes that maybe there's a perception they keep talking about. Actually, I'll, I'll give you one. LeBron, I think there are a lot of people are like polarized with LeBron James. Some people really like him. Some people don't like him at all. But nobody thinks he's not a good basketball player, right? But then you just go sit there and you go watch him and you're like, how do I not just appreciate all 48 minutes of this dude? A lot of people don't. (laughs) I just use that from an actor perspective. There's some people that are like, well, everybody's talking about this guy. Everybody's making such a big deal about him. Then you go see one of his movies. You're like, yeah, he's pretty. So good. I have two that are going to be very controversial. Aaron Rodgers hate me about <laughs> that. I say so. This also comes off of I listened to um, the Rewatchables, the Bill Simmons podcast a lot. They, they, they debate like the biggest movie stars of our era, and like one of them is Leonardo DiCaprio, kind of like the newer generation. So <laughs> mine for this one person is more recent, in the past maybe ten years. Tom Hanks does not have good choices in movies in the last ten years. He has been in some very poor movies or he's had poor performances in really good movies. So it, it's just, it's kind of soured for me, but his heyday of like, of big... Um, so he had 40 years of making Yes, big killers. Forrest Gump, all this stuff. I'm just saying, I think that he's, if I could eliminate... But you're just some, talking about now though, right? Like the, the last handful but then of all, And then I'm also... I'm I'm not Tom Cruise person. Not Tom Cruise person whatsoever. Can leave all of his filmography on the table, and I will never watch any of his stuff ever again. And I'd be very okay with my life. I like Matt Tom Damon. I'm okay so, with love Matt Damon. Yeah, he's okay. got good love stuff. Matt Damon. So you don't like any of Tom Cruise's movies? Just not full a single stop? one. Not one. Don't get, if you list some Tom Cruise movies, and I don't like them. Born on the Fourth of July. Nope. Why not? I'm just I'm Rain I, Man. Okay, I'm not a big like big action set person. Rain Man's not an action movie. I understand. I just didn't really care for it. Jerry Maguire. Didn't like it. Why? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I just I just thought it was cheesy and corny. Magnolia. That's I haven't watched Magnolia. Magnolia, he's really good at Magnolia. I'll give it I'll give Magnolia a try and yeah. see if it can change my mind. But like there are he's, these things that like the big the big movie stars that get people to the theater. Like it's Denzel Washington, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, it's Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise. Like, I, I, Tom Cruise has some clunkers in there, but Tom mm-hmm. Cruise is pretty good bet. 
I'll go, I'm going to go see Maverick just to bother you again. Not, not a bet for Emily, so it's okay. I know Tom Cruise <laughs> is quaking in his boots because Emily yeah, won't listen, watch his movies. Right. I'm not saying he's not a you know, peculiar individual, yeah, exactly. but he makes pretty good movies. Are you a, a Cruise guy, Slee? I'm okay with him. I, I don't have to go see... If, if he comes out with... I mean, I did see Maverick, but um, I did felt like... Did you see Magnolia? I did not see Magnolia. Did you see Rain Man? Rain Man I have seen. Did you like him in that? Yeah. Yeah, I, but he's not like somebody that I have to... It's not somebody... If Denzel comes out with a movie, there's a good chance I'm going to go see it. If DiCaprio comes out with a movie, there's a good chance I'm going to go see it. If even Brad Pitt, I put I into like that Pitt. category, I see a lot of his movies. Tom Cruise... I could do without. It's funny. The the ones of crews that I could kind of like take it or leave it are the Mission Impossible. They're okay. They're they're kind of fun, yeah. but I don't have to see those. But the rest of them, I'm, I'm risky a fan. business again. Didn't like that one either. So. Uh, that's probably not for you. <laughs> that, that that's probably yeah. for seventeen year old Travis when that movie. Right. Came. Exactly. Actually, I was more like twelve when that movie came. That was there was some stuff in that movie that was interesting. Trains do, getting into college. Tell. <laughs> Things like that. Um, still waiting to find out exactly when LeBron is going to come back. We Hopefully before the end of the season, maybe not. Hopefully in the play-in, maybe not. Hopefully first round of the playoffs, maybe not. Mm-hmm. No one's really quite sure. Chris Haynes said this. They believe that they being the Lakers, they believe they got a legitimate shot to take down Denver. They believe they got a legitimate shot to take down Memphis. I don't know about Phoenix when KD is healthy. I haven't asked around on that front, but there's no fear at all. Mm-hmm. That being that the Lakers are just basically, we're not afraid of Denver. We're not afraid of Memphis. I, you know, Sacramento's the number two seed. They could easily wind up in the seven, and that's where they could open up the playoffs. We'll see there. I, I appreciate the sentiment that we're not afraid of anybody. Mm-hmm. But if, is this not the ultimate definition of putting the cart before the horse? I mean, you have to get in before you can not be afraid of the Denver Nuggets. And right now, today, they're not in. So, a couple things. Um, I actually want to play some. When Horse joined Lakers Talk yesterday. The day before is when Darvin Ham said, um, we expect him back before the season ends. Take a listen to Windhorse, what he sells on Braun, and then I'll answer this question on that. From what I understand, he has done everything he possibly can to try to figure out how to get back from this, and that this was never a three-week injury. It was never going to be a three-week injury, and it's probably not a five-week injury either. So, you know, this to me, while the injuries are probably very different, it's comparable to two years ago when he came back right at the end of the season from that high ankle sprain, and he probably wasn't ready to come back, but he did it because he wanted to make it happen and tried to get, you know, give the team what he could. I suspect that's probably what's going to happen here and so you know LeBron is LeBron he's not going to want to lose an opportunity to try to make something happen so they'll try to make something happen this is a significant injury so I I think we heard something for the first time from Darvin Ham saying hey everything is going as planned he's going to get reassessed on Thursday I think it sounds like there's a stronger chance you're not going to see him back in the regular season than you are going to see him back Mm -hmm. and I think what Windhorse was trying to explain there was even if he does make potentia come, this thing's not going to heal. This is not a three-week injury. It's probably not even a five-week injury. To go off of what Chris Haynes said, um, at least for me, the team that I've watched over the last week and a half, almost two weeks, I find it very, very difficult to try to say, oh, bring on the Denver Nuggets. I find it very difficult to say, hey, John Morant's back with the Memphis Grizzlies. Cool. Bring, the, bring on the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think just getting out of this play-in... By the way, if the playoffs start today, they're not even in the play-in. 
Utah won yesterday. Because they won yesterday, Utah's back to 10. Lakers are at 11. Uh, Lakers won't play tonight. Pelicans have a game. I forget who else has a game, but they could be in 12th by the time today's all said and done. So the idea and the concept that the Lakers, if you wanted to pitch me that conversation two weeks ago, I think it's a different conversation. Today, I don't feel the same way at all. They're not in, and there's no guarantee that they're going to get in. And, And the way they're playing. Yeah, well, the way they're playing is the way that they've played, right? They're they're and they're not alone in this. They're just terribly inconsistent. As as all those teams in that little clump of teams are, they can look great for a night or two and then they can look really bad for a night or two. There's and, and good teams don't do that. And I don't think any of those teams in that clump are particularly good. I don't know if Denver's a really good team or just, you know, they they're just the best of a bunch of average teams. I don't think it's a fear thing. I don't think it's we're not afraid of these guys. We are afraid of kids. But get in. Like I, I, the the idea of what they're going to do when they get in, I think is way, way, way premature. When I don't know if Anthony Davis is going to be good or not. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't mm-hmm. know if if uh, LeBron James comes back and what is he? Is he eighty percent of LeBron? Is he ninety percent of LeBron? Is he forty percent? I, I don't know. And to think that, well, they did, if LeBron is running around out there on one leg, then what, I mean, how much does that help? Probably mm-hmm. not a ton if mm-hmm. he's seriously hobbled. If he's pretty darn good, it helps a great deal. I don't know. They, get, they Until they're in, it just feels like we're going in circles. I, they might not get in. It, it really does feel like a coin flip at this point. You know, if it lands on heads, you're in, that tails are out. I don't know. That, they'd probably take that rather than play out the games at this point. 50-50 feels a lot better than what they've done over the last, you know, six months or five months or whatever it is. They well, just, I don't know what they are. The problem is, too, it's not like... I think there's two ways to get in. One way to get in is you're hoping and praying. One way to get in is you just handle your own business and you got in. Yep. The other way you get in is other teams are not good and you kind of back your way in. So I think that's the part that – just think about Lakers got 10 games left. I think if you win six, you're in. It's 500. It's 41 and 41 if they win six games. Two weeks ago, I would not have thought 500 gets you in. I think 500 is going to get them in. If you win six of your last 10 games – I think you get in. That's the that's kind of right where it is. Thirty five mm-hmm. and thirty six is the tenth spot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's right around five hundred. Mm-hmm. But if you finish forty and forty two, you're probably out. You're probably not. And by the way, in. that's five and five over yes. these last ten. Yes, that's not to to say that. Oh, it's probably. I don't know. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think all of the Lakers players, brass coaching. I don't think anybody really knows because they haven't. Well, the trade deadline, they looked really good. Well, about a week after that, 10 days after that, they've kind of come back to earth where it looks more like you got some role players. You got D'Angelo Russell. It's better, but it's not what it looked like right out of the shoe. It's like, wow, that looks really good. They're role players. They're Mm -hmm. inconsistent. That's what it is. The Lakers are inconsistent. If If there was the equivalent of a role player as a team, that's the Lakers. Some nights, yep, there it is. They can beat Denver. Sure. And then they need 48 48 points from Austin Reeves Mm -hmm. to beat a bad Magic team. I don't know what they are. So tomorrow they're going to play the Phoenix Suns. They lose by five, you're not going to be surprised. They win by five, you probably wouldn't be shocked or surprised. I think that is the Lakers on a night-in, night-out basis. Anthony Davis tomorrow could have 35 and 12. You know what else he could have? 19 and 9. Yeah. That could happen tomorrow. Malik Beasley can have six threes tomorrow. You know what else can happen tomorrow? He could have one three. <laughs> yeah, right. That there is no I, I'm not sure at least over these last 2 weeks what Laker team that I'm going to get, but I think that is that probably is the best description of the Lakers. Every single night 
you might have a good night, you might have a bad night. And that's kind of the team that they've been over these last couple of weeks. I did think for a while that LeBron could be the guy to come back and kind of, okay, he's back. Let's get, get us over the finish line. I don't, hearing Windhorse say that, that the scope of the injury, that leads you to believe that like he may be able to make some things here and there, but him carrying the water through a seven-game series does not sound like something that he's going to be able to do if I'm taking Windhorse for what he said. The, the scope of the injury is not just, hey, he's going to – the I'll see what I can do never fills me with a great deal of hope. That That is a phrase that makes you think, okay, he's pretty banged up. And we're not in December. Right. We're not in you know that that window that the Lakers that you thought oh, yeah there's enough time there's enough time when he had his injury and they said they're not even gonna they're not even gonna reevaluate it for three weeks that kind of told you the scope of the injury that means all right if he's coming back it's coming back potentially the final week of the season right now who wins the West today you got to pick somebody uh still go with Phoenix yeah Taylor how about you Denver Denver M Phoenix I think Phoenix too. I, I think Denver's probably the best bet because for five months they've been the best team, but yeah. they're not playing great right now. And Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Yeah. 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 And by the way, I think if it's not one of those two teams, Clippers could come out of the West. Sure they could. Kings? But that would be more of a surprise. Kings, my only problem with the Kings, they just don't play enough defense. And they have no experience. Just don't play enough defense. I, I think that once you get into that second, like the first round, I think they got a really good chance of winning that series. But once you once you can kind of get into, hey, guys, this could actually happen yeah. territory yeah. is when it the pucker factor becomes But that's real. what's great about their spot. Go get that experience this year. Go win a round this year. And then all of a sudden, next year, you might be having a different conversation. Sacramento is 43-28. and 28. They're 15 games over 500, and I would be shocked if they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, no, I'm shocked. with you on that. Shocked. I'm with you on that. Not just shocked. I don't think that mm-hmm. that's likely to happen. All right. The Rams reportedly could have gotten more for Jalen Ramsey than a third-round pick and a backup tight end. Is that good Is that good businessing, or is that just bad footballing? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you gone outside? I can kind of see. It still looks like it's kind of gray out there. I'm, I'm done, Slee. I'm, I'm completely done. I like the rain. I like gray. I don't even mind cold so much, but I'm done. 
Have you had any uh, structural issues in your house? Any overflow? <laughs> Did I not tell you guys this story? Maybe not. So this was this was a couple listened. of months ago. <laughs> That's Al's jam, but you usually pay reasonably close attention. It was, was that? it was when it was raining, not just a lot, but it had that three-hour window, three, four hours where it's raining super hard, right? And my front door, like you come out my front door and there's this little landing area and then there's one step down and then it's a walkway to the sidewalk, Okay. And then on both sides of the walkway are plants, and mo- it's it's succulents and wood chips for the most yep. part, right? Well, and you have that lion statue. <laughs> it's raining so hard that the water couldn't drain, and there, there's so much water in the street that mm-hmm. the drain from the, the the planters, the water's coming into my yard as opposed to flowing out of wow. my yard in okay. the street because the water level is so high. Mm-hmm. It's just about to come up over the front step of my house and into the house, right? So it's getting, and this step, I don't know, step's probably four inches high, give or take. I'm out there with a push broom, brooming water from the front of my house into the street, just trying to get it. And you broom it out, and it comes right back in. You broom it out, and I was out there, I don't know, 45 minutes or so, just barely keeping ahead of it from coming into the house. That's the only time that we've had almost a, hey, this could be a problem. The flooding could come into the house, but we we missed it by a quarter of an inch. Cappy would be shocked by the amount of movement and exercise that you did. (laughs) Okay, now, now you're making me feel kind of bad because I was gassed I mean, that's 45 minutes of of tough labor. The water's heavy. Yeah. Right? So you're brooming this water out of this thing. Broom it from here out to the street. Out to the street. Bobby and Michael are just upstairs. They're they're playing uh, Mario Kart. Xbox. They're Fortnite guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to play Fortnite? Uh, You always quit. (laughs) Dad, keep it down out there. suck. They're, they're, They're all right. They play a lot of Fortnite. Yeah, Bobby in particular. But yeah. he, what do you got? Considering how old my house is, I'm knocking on wood. I'm glad that there hasn't been anything major happening. But like you know, the house is old and it's not mine, so who knows? Yeah, well, I, I, well, don't you just call the landlord? Like, uh, your roof's leaking. <laughs> is that? I mean, that's the one nice okay. thing about renting. Uh, we got a problem. You need to come here and fix this. Yeah, one time in college, I was living in another rundown house, and uh, there was an attic area where two girls were living, and the entire there's like a flap in the roof. It came down like flooded all their stuff and uh i thankfully wasn't there that weekend that i I was away and my stuff was on the second on my on the bottom floor but like kind of they were like you're out of luck you know it was kind of like a a destroyed yeah because we didn't have they didn't have renter's insurance this is the the other side of it i've told you this before um getting that call so i on on a rental down in san diego right right that call one time this was years ago and it was the weather was like it is now. It's just raining and raining and raining. And one day the call was, "Yeah, there's water just coming completely through the roof, oh, no. through the ceiling, just coming out." And this was like, you know, I'm up here, whatever the case is. Do you have like a property manager down there? No, Alan Sliwa was your property oh, manager. No. <laughs> so getting that call, that sucks. I'm like, what do I do here? Yeah. What'd you do? Call a roofer. They come in send you the bill did you have say, to jump in the car here. and go down there and supervise I, I did go down there but um you gotta it, it's a it's a whole thing it's not just first you gotta dry everything anything that was up in the attic now has to get dried as well because well. the mold will grow got it yeah, yeah the whole thing. A, that's a whole like oh, this is comfortable <laughs> this whole is great. another thing going on uh, i probably should ask you this sponsor before m before i ask on the air <laughs> can we talk about your interview with your potential roommate um <laughs> no yeah <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, so we're, we're looking at new roommates uh, because one of my roommates uh, decided to uh, get his own place because he he got a raise, wants to live on his own. Yep. It wasn't it was amicable. It was it was good, but uh, yeah, we've been we've been talking to people um, and we've been like I have it on I had it on Facebook and was seeing it. Uh, when are you, when are you interviewing Taylor? I guess that's what we're trying to get to. <laughs> what are the questions? What do you uh, ask these guys? So a is lot it men of- and women or just women? So we kind of do just women okay. because it just safety wow. reasons. Discrimination, I mean, by the way. Saying. I'm calling you to the uh, equal <laughs> opportunity or who people who are. I mean, where is, is this world gone? <laughs> I want to feel, you know, I I guess, again, if, if it was someone I, I knew. Want to feel what? <laughs> if it was someone I knew, it would be easier to uh, live with a guy. But I tend to, I've only lived with a guy once and that was back in Connecticut. And I had a, a roommate. He's a guy too, but um, different situation. But anyway, um, we we ask about you know what their sleep schedule is, what when they go to work, essentially, so that we don't have people that are like up really late, up really early, so that kind of, we can kind of match because our house is as loud and um, makes noise uh, when you get up in certain times. That you that you're not a huge party animal, bringing the people back to the house. That you uh, when is it? Seems like fair questions. One yeah. situation in which you've had an issue with your roommate and how did you handle it, kind of thing. So it's like punched him in you, the <laughs> nose. <laughs> you, and I took it outside. I, I, yeah, you got a problem, you stupid. <laughs> I throw the trophies against the wall, um, but I try yeah, exactly. to uh, say like I want the group group text for the roommates to be a non anxiety thing. So like, I don't want every time I get a text from my roommate to be a ping of like, oh, there's what, what now? That, yeah, there must be something they're trying to tell me to do this time, but instead be a nice place. So to have more face to face communication kind of thing. So yeah, we we're interviewing a p- couple of people. Do and, you know right away? Like for instance, you yeah. you get them just use you, a zoop recruiter. <laughs> you get them. You're like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. And do you go through the rigmarole of asking the questions? Like, you know, appreciate your time, but no. I think we get to that point. So we usually FaceTime them before they come to the house, before we give them our address. Essentially, one, to make sure that they're real, and two, to kind of get that like look of them. Um, real, or, I never even crossed my no, mind that they could be. Exactly. Like, you're not your right business I'm attire. I'm a group of women. You're 100. I, I'm, that's, I just, yeah. as not a woman, that yeah. never crossed, but you're 100% right. Yeah. So we want to make sure that they're real, that they are who they say they are, and then we uh, talk to them, and then we... Uh, then they come to the house, they, they see the house, and we chat with them for probably like 20-ish minutes. And then uh, after, if we like them, we'll also ask for references, which is also weird. But we, we want to hear from a former roommate, someone who has lived with them in the past, because we've had issues, or they, my former roommates have had, had issues of people just being not who they So say, I got one for you, there, Al. Yeah. The, the, I, and this isn't just for roommates. This is just the general idea of references. Mm-hmm. If I said to you, hey, can you give me some references? What good does it, you're giving me the people that you know are yeah. going to say nice that's things about you, yeah. right? Like that, that's not what it is. Is at least you have I, someone to say something nice about I, you. I, well, true, but because there's plenty of people that don't have that. Nobody, your, so, your mom, you just say, This is but my then roommate, we wouldn't take Karen. A mom. We would take someone, who's but how do you eight? know it's his mother? Yeah, like, that's yeah. my point. Like, it's just, Hey, mom, this person will be calling you, tell me we live together. You just yeah. no idea. Like, if I'm interviewing you mm-hmm. and I want, I want to call your former boss, where did you work previously? And I'm going to go find that person on my own. I'm not, I'm not going to take your thousand percent right. Yeah, because you can't say, uh, call my cousin. Um, <laughs> he's working from noon to two. He's free today. Uh, call this person who's my noon best friend and I've <laughs> right. known since I was a kid. And then also, call, no, you're 100% right. Let me ask you guys if you've ever done this. So I've had numerous occasions where people have come to me and said, is it okay if I use you as a reference? I'm applying for a new job. 90% of the time, I, I'm yes, yeah, no problem. Ha- happy, happy to do it. 
I also say yes when it's somebody that I would not recommend because I want yeah. that call, right? Like if you, it's like, hey, is there, yep, okay, yeah, you better hope they don't call me because I'm going to tell them the truth. But I always say, yeah, nine, nine out of 10 times, it's because I genuinely like the person I want to do it. But that 10th time is, yeah, well, what if you they, can't they do, call me, you this is not going to go your way. You can't say, yeah, absolutely have them call me and then you BS something and then they end up getting that job. I This happened when I was in college or maybe I was just out of college and I had a good friend of mine that wanted to get a job. It was a, basically like as a bartender at a nice hotel down in San Diego. I recommended him. Yeah. You know what happened a couple months later? He got fired from that place. <laughs> no. I look like the idiot, <laughs> right. right? So you're right about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll tell you. Hey, we're talking to uh, Alan Sleewell. What do you know about him? No. Uh, well- we worked together for a while. Like those are my favorite answers to give. Like the answers that tell you nothing but everything. What'd you think? We of it? worked from June yeah. 2020. He was all right. Oh yeah. Did you get along? Yeah, more or less. Like just these incredibly benign, stupid answers. Like just red flashing lights. Do not do it. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Ontario and Peter. Peter, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Peter? Hey, how's it going, guys? Mm-hmm. Hey, I know about the rain, man. My wood chips are all over my sidewalk, man. The landscape, <laughs> right? They just start floating all over the place. Crazy. Hey, I wanted to talk about the Lakers. I think the Lakers, uh, to be quite honest, are in some serious trouble because the teams that were losing, they are now winning. Like Utah is winning. They they don't look like they care too much about the lottery. They're, they're starting to win. The T-Wolves, the Mavericks, I mean, I – I just think the Lakers are, are going to be in trouble even just to make the play-in. So here, here's the deal, Peter. Thank you for the call, and, and a, a nice broom will put those wood chips right back where they belong in the first place. The Dallas Mavericks are 4-6 and six in their last 10. The Minnesota mm-hmm. Timberwolves are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. The Utah Jazz are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They're not playing well. None of them are, right? The whole Western Conference, once you get down to about five or six, it goes five and five, five and five, four and six, four and six, five and five, seven and three. Oklahoma City is playing a little bit better. Five and five, six and four, four and six. They're all right there within a game or two of 500. Nobody's pulling away. No, Portland sunk like a stone. They're kind of out of it yeah, at this point. Yeah, they're pretty much done. But there isn't you're not getting in because anybody else is playing good or bad you're gonna have to just hope that you're slightly less bad than the other guys towards the bottom of the west i think part of you know what's going to eventually happen is carl anthony towns coming back anthony edwards is going to be coming back luca's going to be coming back that some of these kd is going to be coming back some of these teams that are at least kind of hanging in that that's that if the Lakers are trying to pass those teams up, basically who the Lakers are going to have to pass is probably the Thunder or the Utah Jazz if they want that final spot. Because I do think Dallas will get Luka back and they'll kind of, the dust will settle. And Minnesota... the Pelicans drop out? They're only a half game behind the Lakers. Only a half game behind the Lakers. They've been really bad. And the Lakers have the tiebreaker on them. So I'd be more concerned with the Jazz than I would be the Pelicans. Pelicans 4-6 and six in their last 10. Only a half game back. The tiebreaker yep. a little bit different there as well. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Hey guys, we're glad that Bird can join us because he was on uh, hold with IT for forever because we know we always love that. Uh, Did you have to listen to the Pirates of Caribbean music over and over and over again? I am so annoyed today. It's, it's, this has been a three-day process trying to get my phone to have internet, or not to have internet, to have mail. Your email back? I have it. Are you, are you ho, back? yo, I'm ho, a pirate's kind of life for me. Oh, yeah, Non-stop. All day <laughs> there are throughout. 25 calls in front of you. <laughs> you know what the worst part about it was? I got on. I had to go to level two, by the way, which is they couldn't figure it out on the regular oh, level, so yeah. they had to push you up to level two. And level two, then... It cut off? It cut off. It cut me off. <laughs> That's happened. Yep. It cut me off. And then when you try and call it back... You got to start level one again. No, no, no. No, I, they gave me a number to call just for level two. Okay. Ooh, and when I that. called it back... It says this long distance server is not in, available right now. Long distance. Right 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 and it's it been all day. 1977. Oh my god. We love this. <laughs> this has been. I can play it for you, but I'm not going to. It's very, right. very frustrating. So uh, yesterday on your show, Berg, you were talking yes. a bit about uh, getting set up with a girl in oh, North Carolina. That. So yeah. So <laughs> North Carolina. Uh, just, yeah. just maybe give us like the 10 second recap of what that story is, real quick, and then I'll have my fact recap about it. Okay. So there. This was not for me. My friends, two of my really good friends, married, meet this woman who is a mother. The mother says, I want to set my daughter up with someone. They say, okay, sure, here's Greg. This would be a good person for you to set up with. They then, apparently this person lives in North Carolina, is moving back here in six months, gave me the phone number without any type of information except for- No context. No context except for like, here's a picture, here's a few things about her, go ahead. And so now we've talked a little bit. All right. Do you like her? So I mean, from a text seems message, nice. seems nice. Okay. Have you said I love her yet? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see that six text. months down the time. I love you. <laughs> All right. So um, based on that, there is someone at seven ten that if you were a single man, that you would trust to set you up on a date. Travis, factor cap. I think there are two people here that if they said to me, "Hey, there's this woman I know. I think you guys would get along." That I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I would. I would take the plunge there because I think they get me and my sense of humor particularly well, and and just kind of where I'm coming from." Mark Cates and Jason Roberts would be the two guys oh, that if good. they that's if good. they said, "Hey, you should meet her. I think you'd like her." I would do it. Otherwise, I'd be like, "You know, I, I'm good." I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll find my own dates, but if either one of those two guys, because I think they understand what I like and what I don't like, they would they would point me in the right direction. Berg? Um, yeah, there are people here. I think most people here I would kind of trust. There's not many people like Cappy I would trust. I would trust Kate's. I would trust anybody in the back. I think I trust most people. Not you, Emily, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, I, pro- I actually probably would trust yeah, you. Yeah, no, but... it's fine. You no, should think... be set up with a bunch of 26-year-olds because that's all who I know. That is so. not a bad thing. Yeah, all right. Alan? Fact, um, here's the thing. You just got to... You just got to know that it might not work out and it's okay. Exactly. Somebody's got good intentions, right? Like, if Berg, if you decided, hypothetically, right, if I'm not in a relationship and you said, hey... I think you should meet this girl. Okay, I would try it. Now, do sure. I, I? I think sometimes people put too much in. Oh my gosh, I hope this worked out. I hope it works out. I hope it's, or I'm never going to go with you again because it didn't work out. I don't really know what you could do. You like, there's sometimes, the effort is there. You kind of take it from there and and go with it. Exactly. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's I, I'm willing to yeah. go out at least once with anybody. Right, Taylor. You're not. I could see it in your face, Travis. Not a uh, who would I trust? Uh, okay, fact on this. I'll go with maybe Jorge. Jorge, I would trust. Be, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's or a good one too. maybe Boss Amanda. Yeah, I think th- I think Jorge knows you pretty well too, so he hangs out with you, sees your uh, gigs and everything. So, um, 
I don't know if you guys know about this, but for the women's tournament, they allow for home court advantage in the women's tournament, in the women's basketball tournament. So if you're a higher seed, then you have home home um, court advantage. So Virginia Tech Hokies is a really, really great uh, women's basketball team, and they have they play Enter Sandman uh, before all their games, and so it's a really big thing at Virginia Tech. They get really into it. The NCAA banned uh, Virginia Tech from playing Enter Sandman before the game, and so this was the student section's response to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, they're super into it. Great. Should have hired uh, Metallica. Yeah, exactly. They have in the past. They have um, performed at Virginia Tech. But uh, you wish that men's March Madness had home court advantage. Berg, factor cap. 100% fact. Uh, I think at least in the first two rounds, the. The 64 and 32 rounds, you should have home court advantage because that's what it should be. And this is very much what college basketball is all about. And it's because then the fans don't actually – the actual people that are in the – like UCLA, for example. Yeah. Poly Pavilion is on campus. So they can go and go on there. there a lot of those people are not going to go fly to Sacramento where they yeah. are right now and go see the games. So, yes, I think they should be in your home court for the first two rounds. All right, Al? Do we know real quick – do we know why they banned – that song? I think it's just, I, I'm not sure about it. Uh, I just saw someone tweet about it or reported it. My guess it. would be that they don't want home court, like, stylistics. Yeah, like that, the band playing. That would playing, be my yeah. guess. Like, you don't, you get the advantage of being at home. You don't get yeah. the advantage of having, like, your in-game entertainment sure, in your building. totally fine. Yeah. But they should be in your building. Yeah. So, here's the difference with college football. I get it. You're going somewhere else. It's one game. You play that one bowl game. You have multiple rounds here, and I think that if you have, and this is what makes college basketball or makes college ball, what makes it exciting is the why do we like the WBC? And I know this is a little bit different, but it's predominantly because of the fans. It's predominantly the because energy. Of the energy that's sure. there. Um, Told you, Greg. Give it all the way up till You're the right. Sweet that's- Sixteen. If you want to go from the Sweet Sixteen on, that it's in a neutral court or it's somewhere else, I'm okay with that. First couple of rounds, I think that's fine. Yeah. All right, Trev? Yeah, I, what Al said. I, I think that we're going to get a good look at it when we expand the college football field, that that when you go from whatever it is now, four to I think we're going to eight next, that the first round, I believe, your top four seeds get a home game and then That's you great. go to neutral sites. Yeah. That's what it'd be. Like, it being be. a top seed should come with a reward other than just a weaker opponent. You can get the weaker opponent and you get it at home. Makes it more challenging. Like, imagine – like to, to do the basketball thing. Imagine if, and I'm just using this because it's me. Imagine if UCSB went into Waco and knocked them off. How amazing that yeah. would be. Whereas knocking them right. off in Denver, where they were, it's like, yeah, okay. Eh. I mean, you got the parents of both teams and some some sports information directors. Yeah, I like that but idea. Going into their own backyard mm-hmm. and beating them would be amazing. Yeah, yeah imagine doing that like in Cameron Indoor right. and like Duke and everything. Yeah, it, it does add, especially in college basketball. I love home that court they is sang so like that. That's it's, really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Taylor. Cap, I think it takes away the madness. I think you need the unpredictability of just having, I don't know, I think a number one seed already has enough advantage as it is. Not Purdue. <laughs> All right, so nope. uh, speaking in uh, in regards to the incident that happened yesterday during Crosstalk. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> what happened? Uh, Something happened? Yeah. <laughs> totally Something forgot happened. about it. Uh, putting up a new wall what? over here. I know, we have Wall's a gone. dirty covering of... <laughs> Ridiculous. You believe that we need a rage room at work. I don't know if you guys know what a rage room is. We need a rage room at work. We need to Alan, fix these, by the way. Factor cap. Oh, uh, it's fact. <laughs> Clearly, we, 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 yeah, we just we saw it happen. 
Um, I think if you have a room, a rage room, so basically you just uh, you let anything Go you and have smash out. anything you want. Yeah, what I, do you get to smash in the rage room? So a lot, it obviously depends on whatever rage room you're in. Our trophy. Do. A lot of times it's, it's, it's a lot of times it's like a TV or glasses or and you have a bat typically. Um, so that's kind of like the main thing that people do there, and they, they, it lets out a lot of emotion, lets out a lot of a uh, pent up aggression. Um, but the I think Laker here schedule. probably, <laughs> yeah, if you like your schedule, maybe old computers. I don't know. Fact. I right. like it. I Jeff? like the idea. I like the concept. Yeah, I'd like to smash some stuff. Why not? And I, but so here's the thing. And I, the only thing I have to compare to this, I, I think I have reasonably good control of my temper most of the time. Okay, I haven't yeah. done it in a very long time. But when I was a younger man, maybe in my 20s to my early 30s, when I would play golf, I'd get mad. I would get, sometimes I would get very Banging mad. The club on the ground. And I would occasionally, this is nothing that I'm proud of, I would occasionally break a golf club. Okay. Over your leg? Or, or step on the shaft or whatever it is. Like I would occasionally do it. And it was always one of those, you're just so mad. And the second you do it, you're like, you are such a loser. Yeah. It, it really does immediately kind of take the edge off of whatever it is that's bothering you. Remote. Sometimes you're watching a game, you throw a remote well, across a room. I've never done that one, but it's it's one of those, like, I, I just cost myself 60 bucks. I got to replace that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's this incredibly deflating, embarrassing, humiliating moment where maybe just smashing a glass would be a better way to do it. Berg? Uh, yeah, it's fact. I would love to have a rage room in here. It would be amazing. We can actually probably put one in the back somewhere. We got some offices we, that are yeah, open. We have plenty of space to do this, and I would go in there when I wasn't angry and just start smashing things okay. just to not allow myself get to get Get the adrenaline angry. up. You yeah, know? exactly. Get ready for the show. Like right before the show, just instead of the growl, we go in there and we just start banging stuff. Play Enter Sandman, you know, getting ready. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Could you imagine the social on that? Just people in there <laughs> breaking stuff. We would have things like if Aaron Donald left for some reason, we'd take this, this stand up and just beat the hell out of it. <laughs> Maybe. Taylor? Fact, Emily, this is your best idea ever. I think I um, the show would dominate a rage room, honestly. Do and you get mad, Taylor? When you get frustrated, do you get angry? Do you blow? I don't really throw things or break things, but I want to try. I want to start doing it, I think. <laughs> you want to yeah. see what it feels like? <laughs> we need this. What, what about you, Em? Yeah, I get really mad. Yeah? I get, do you I throw get, things? Do you break things? Are you shocked yes. by that statement? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but, but I'm not. That she gets mad doesn't surprise me, but how mad are we talking? Right. Are we talking yeah. you're putting your fist through a wall mad? Are you talking <laughs> that you break down in tears because you're so mad? Like, what are we? What level are we uh, getting to? Tears. Uh, I have uh, used my hands when I shouldn't, and uh, things like water polo. Uh, and, you know, there are... There are competitive aspects of me that I don't really uh, like to put out there. So I, I, yes, I have. I've not broken a wall, but I, I've wanted to probably. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen her trip Taylor in the hallway. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think we should just do this. This is yeah. a fantastic idea. We really should find a spot in here. Yeah. And make a rage room. Okay. All right. I, I got- have a bat. We have bats all over the place. <laughs> oh, we have plenty of things to smash yeah, that's things not the with. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of like computers. What that is we don't taking use the beating? Is the question. No, yeah. One of our stuff. 49 chairs we can use that too. Like, I'll bring stuff Take in every day. I'll bring in like watermelons. I got I one more to. quick one for you guys. So, uh, when someone did a poll of um, people who like to host dinner, so they say when planning a dinner, hosts worry the most about how much food they need to prepare, nice. how clean their home is. Figuring out how much time they need to prepare to cook food and if Ice. guests would like their food. So Ice. you stress out about hosting people. Ice. Taylor, factor cap. Uh fact, I don't do it often, so yeah, it's not something I'm comfortable with really. Fact. Jeff? I don't Ice. because I do do it fairly regularly. 
Um, and I think I'm pretty good at it. And I know what I need to do. Like I, I I've gone through the experiences the there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the only thing I honestly worry about is if I'm going to run out of ice. Cause that's, that is a pet peeve of mine when I go somewhere else. Like these beers just got pulled out of the refrigerator. Like this is, it's cool. It's not cold. I want these beers so cold. I can't grab the can. Um, but no, I think I'm pretty good at it. It doesn't cause me a great deal of stress. Berg? Uh, it's cap also because mostly because when I do have people over and it's sometimes it's always potluck. Because I know I don't have to make anything. Well, you don't have any food in your house. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I also I don't, don't know if I'd food. want to taste the food that you make. <laughs> good, good, good point. If you don't practice okay, that good much. Point. Like, let's Want some ketchup be, and bread? Let's about this for just a second. <laughs> I, I know how Spread to that cook. I can cook. I just choose not to. Okay, I got. I'm going to split this hair here. Do you know how to cook, or do you know how to feed yourself? I know how to feed myself, <laughs> and I know I do know how to cook. Like, but it's you know, like I don't know. I can either follow a recipe, or I can just kind of figure stuff out on my own. But but for if the you most don't part, practice, it's just like pickleball. If you don't play pickleball, you don't you lose the skill. We know we're you naturals. Lose, yeah, exactly. Naturals, <laughs> athletic. <laughs> All right, Al. Fact is, you are you do stress about it. Is that what it is? Uh, yes, that would okay. Be fact. Um, I don't do it often. So the few times that I have hosted, I've been a little bit lost. I'm like, okay, did I get enough food? What does this person specifically want? Well, if I get that type of alcohol, do they want that alcohol? Okay, well, do I get... So there's a little bit of one of everything. There's a little bit of that portion of it. Because then if you get one of everything... Then you have everything left over. Exactly. Exactly. And you can always overbuy the food because, ah, taco guy told him 10 guy were coming prepared for 20. Now I got tacos. Now I'm ready to go. The Olympics are going to be here before you know it. Is the city ready? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So we talked a bunch about the uh, Japan-Mexico game last night and the unbelievable call from the Japanese broadcast team, which is this, when the game-winning hit the bottom of the ninth. The one guy's just so laughing. Bad. It's so good. It's amazing. <laughs> I love this call. It's so good. And just the, the energy and everything else that comes along with it. Here's the English version. This was on uh, FS1 last yeah. night. Joe Davis and John Smoltz. Cracked in the air. Deep center field. Thomas on the move. It's off the wall. Otani's in to score. Here comes the winning run. Japan turns it around on its last breath. Just about as good as you can do. It's just about as good as you can do where this is I mean, we're so deeply spoiled. Greg, you and I were talking about this this morning. I don't know if there's and I love Joe Davis, so I'm in the bag, so take it for what it's worth. This dude replaced Vin Scully, and you know what the reaction was? Okay. okay. Think about how good you have to be to replace Vin Scully and have everybody go, "Yeah, this is going to do just fine. This is fine. This this is good. Not just eh, he's already calling the World Series. It's he's so he, he good at Joe it. Joe Buck, and everyone's like, okay, fine, good, yeah. And and I I I know I'm in the minority here. I like Joe Buck too, but. He gets excited when it's time to get excited. He doesn't get excited in the fifth inning. If that happens in the fifth inning, he's excited, but he's not screaming. This is the game-winning moment. We are incredibly lucky to get to listen to him call Dodger games the way that we do because that is a pros. He replaced Vince Scully, and everyone went, yeah, this sounds good. 
Yeah. Think about how and, hard and that is. what he does there. He does a lot of. It things doesn't that, happen. That, that doesn't Vince, happen. He does a lot of things that Vince Scully does do also, or did do, where he would go. We would have this that high level, like, oh, it's gone, and, and then, then he, he stops. Let it, let it and marinate. He just lets it breathe mm-hmm. let it and breathe. everything. And he did it on every call that he and those big calls, the the game tying home run that made it three three. Yeah, did the exact same thing. Yep. The Randy Arozarena catch. He was excited. He was like, oh, it's going. This one's over, and it's caught, mm-hmm. and it was huge. And he just stopped and let everything breathe. Here's He's the other part about great. this too that's so challenging for a game like that the mexican team a little bit easier because most of those guys are major leaguers and he's a major league play-by-play guy he's familiar with most of these guys most of the japanese team are not american major leaguers they're japanese major leaguers you know we all know otani we all know lars newtbar who plays for the uh cardinals but most of those guys are in the japanese league these are guys he's unfamiliar you would never know that he was unfamiliar or I shouldn't say unfamiliar, not as familiar with those players as he was the Mexican players, the American players, the Dominican players, Puerto Rican players that all play in the major leagues. It it was just such a good call. They haven't missed a beat. Everything Mm -hmm. about the play has been excellent. The calls have been excellent. The star players are playing like stars. Everything about it is terrific. Merrill Kelly starting for the U.S. tonight in the championship. So this game. is the crazy thing. Like you, you were trying to explain to me. I remember when I was working with you guys when Emily was in Catalina while I was raining, and we you She's were building to ex- an arc. <laughs> we were. Trying- she only goes when it rains. <laughs> That's the only time to go. But you were, I was like, explain to me, like get me into this, try and help me out, and it wasn't working for whatever reason. Maybe because I was just missing the good ones. But it was. I was. This was so much fun, and you could see the excitement. I. You were a hundred percent right. I was very very. Right wrong it was exciting i'm absolutely excited but to there, go downstairs been, and watch but tonight. there's been a build-up to this too i think that there's been a little bit of hype behind it there's been just enough where you're seeing all these incredible baseball players that you know that you're familiar with and now it's hey this is it you're either you're moving on or you're not and and the games have lived up to all the hype that's so it if that's it was it. eight to two yesterday probably not going to be it, spending that much time talking you're 100 percent right out that other than usa cuba the games have been close. really good They've yeah. been yeah. the winning or tying run has been on base in the late innings. We've gotten late inning home runs. Trey Turner's Trey, grand slam. How many times have you for, seen that in the past couple of days? The next yeah. Forget yeah. it. The, the, the weird. The only and weird's the wrong word. Unusual, I guess, is a better word. That in the ultimate game, this I want to call it the gold medal game. I don't think you win it. The championship game. It kind of is. The championship game. What do they get? A ring? Uh, probably something like that. But we're throwing Merrill Kelly as our starting pitcher. Like you would think that of all of the American pitchers, you want Justin Verlander, you want Max Scherzer, you want Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Kershaw, like one of these guys that's just, you know, a mega, 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 mega star. Merrill Maybe Kelly. You do. Do you, do you know where Merrill <laughs> Kelly pitch, pitches? No. Diamondbacks, Arizona, right? yeah. yeah. He's an Arizona pitcher. And apparently he's got a little swag. Like DeRosa was talking about, like, he asked, he wanted the ball in the opening game. They're like, chill, dude. Wainwright gets that. Dude. Take <laughs> yeah, it easy. You're, not, you're Merrill not Kelly. Wainwright. But it, there is something to the guy wanting to well, do it. I respect it. that. And yeah. I do think that there's now, an element. four runs in uh, the first inning. Well, yes, <laughs> that would be bad. But knowing that you have to score some runs because he's probably going to give up some runs he's adds another element to it. The Japanese team has Yu Darvish and Otani as their two and three tonight. The guy that's going to start for him is a dude named Shota 
Imanaga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's the Japanese starting pitcher tonight. I don't know who that is. I'm assuming he's probably I'm a sure star he's fine. in he's Japan. Not Roki Sasaki. No, dude, that dude was, was unreal. So good. Last day. He was Everything great. was over 100. He's 21 years old. He's, he's a freak. He he's a he was freak. talking about Smoltz on the air. Was basically like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you about this. <laughs> like this is this is. I different. don't know what to do with that. This is different. When he figures out what he's doing, it's different. We're throwing Merrill Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shohei Otani is going to pitch for Japan. You Darvish is going to pitch for Japan. We'll go through our bullpen, but it's not like you're going to have just this parade of household names that are coming out there like the Daniel, Japanese. Does that take? Does is Daniel that, Bard going to get back out there? I will bet you my house that Daniel Bard does not pitch tonight. <laughs> does that take some of the steam out? No, I think it's oddly makes it a little more compelling that you mm-hmm. you don't have. And I know Edwin Diaz is not an American, but. If you know you have Edwin Diaz and all of these just guys, Josh Hader, they're just going to slam the door at the yeah, end. Yeah. It's different than, yeah, I know this guy pitches for the Brewers and he's pretty good. I know this guy pitches for the Cardinals and he's oh, pretty good. Devin Williams is a very but good pitcher. But you said, you said something yesterday. Everybody. That's the only reason why I'm saying does it take some of the steam out because um, who was it that was pitching over the weekend? That was just getting had zero location. Oh, was Daniel up. Bard. Okay, yeah. so you said that he had to actually pitch because this is part of the agreement the with the major league team. Yeah. Does does that part? I kind think that's of, out the window tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I think put it to this, if Merrill Kelly goes out there and doesn't have it early, they'll pull him. I think they'll pull him. I don't Phil think we did. told the Diamondbacks we'd get him sixty pitches. I don't think they're going to do mm-hmm. that. Phil Nevin said that Shohei's only allowed to pitch one inning. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so really, you know, let's come back and talk about this on the other side because I think it's interesting. Let's say it's four to four, and Shohei Otani goes and pitches the ninth inning, gets out of it, and it's still four to four, and the tenth inning rolls around. You don't think he's going to want to go back out there? He's going to want to. You but don't think that he's going to say, I guys, don't answer it. I, 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 I want to go topic. out there and pitch this game. This is the most important game I've ever played in. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN.